time. This is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona to Helam and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, Episode 71. The following is the recitation of Psalm 64, aka Perak or Mizmor Samech Dalid. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Lamnatseach Mizmor le David Shma Elohim Koli Visichi Mipachad Oyev Titsor Chayai Tastireni Misod Mireim Mirigshat Poale Aven Asher Shanenu Chacherev Lishonam Darhu Chitsam Davar Mar Lirot Bamistarim Tam Pitom Yoruhu Velo Yirau Yechazku Lamo Davar Ra Yisapru Litmon Mokshim Amru Mi Yere Lamo Yachpeshu Olot Tamnu Refesh Mechupas the Kerev Ish, the Lev Amok, Vayorem Elohim, Chetz Pitom, Hayu Makotam, Vayach Shiluhu, Alemo, Lishonam, Yit Nodadu, Kol Roe. Vayiru kol adam vayagidu poal Elohim umaasehu hiskilu yismach tzadik badonai vechasa vo vayit halalu kol Yishrei Leib. Psalm 64 may be referring to the same enemies that David referred to in Psalm 63. However, the Midrash makes a big point of saying that this was a prophetic psalm, with similar words to an event in the future, indicating that David knew that such a situation would happen with Daniel, Daniel, and the lion in chapter 6. A quick background to that story is that Persian officials were jealous of how King Darius placed Daniel in charge as second to the king, and so they gathered in crowds. Side note, the word regesh, aka crowd or assembly, is a key word in this story, and plotted against him in secret and cunningly caused him to pray to God in a way that disobeyed the 30-day law of the land. 
And so he was thrown into the lion's den, but he was not harmed. But those that plotted were thrown in after because they had claimed that the lions were simply not hungry. But they, in, in the end, met their demise. David, in this psalm, is asking Hashem to protect him from the enemies that say things that are not true and secretly cause ill on him and expresses how God, in turn, will surprise them and expose them and strike them down and their tongues being the cause of their downfall. And all will, all will recognize it was Hashem who was behind their awe-inspiring defeat. At first, this sounded pretty similar to other psalms that we have heard with David asking Hashem to save him from his enemies and even from saving him from what is basically Lashon Hara, aka gossip or evil talk that causes him to be accused of that which he is innocent of. However, there is a key phrase which is subtle, but I think explains the whole psalm. In Pasuk 2, David asks Hashem, Mi pachad oyev titzor chayai, Preserve my life from the fear of my foes, which some commentators assume is David asking Hashem to save him from the plans of his foes. However, Rav Hirsch says something so simple yet profound. He says it means, let me attain that exaltation, which will raise me high above any fear of the enemy and will preserve my life, my spiritual and moral vigor, unbent and unbowed in the midst of all the dangers that may beset me. In other words, don't let me fear them to the point where I sink to their level and talk badly about them. So at a basic level, the opposite side of the coin of this prayer that David is completing here would be falling into the pattern of the natural human tendency of having the fear of our enemy consume us and reacting in kind. What does that look like? Well, the example of Daniel that is given, the Persian officials were not afraid of Daniel, he was a great and fair leader, but they were jealous of his power. And jealousy is the nasty twin of fear, where your insecurities and feelings of inferiority breed fear and distrust, and you respond in ways that will not lead you to your optimal self, to say the least. This past weekend on Lagba Omer, we all witnessed what is being referred to as the worst peacetime tragedy in modern Israeli history, where a regesh, a crowd of people, caused others to be crushed and severely injured or even killed. And I'm about to get real here and acknowledge some awful natural human tendencies in relation to these events to help elucidate afterwards how we can also naturally be better, but if you are in a particularly sensitive state of being, perhaps listen at another time. After hearing this news, there were different reactions of shock and grief and anger, etc. The shock and the grief is understandable, but I want to work through the anger reaction for a minute. It's natural when something happens to want to know why or have a finger to point at and blame and even say antagonistic things like, they should have been menches and stop shoving, 
it was totally preventable, or it was the police's fault for inaccurately gauging how wide to create the passageway, etc. And that triplet of fear kicks in, anger, aiming to find the explanation for why. Or worse, after hearing about the innocent lives taken, it's natural to at first brush just feel the weight of the tragedy, but then our minds try to justify it, and we might even go darker and ask ourselves what sins those people must have done to deserve such an end. Again, fear, trying to make sense of that which is unfathomable and causing us to potentially go to places that we wouldn't ever want to acknowledge out loud. This is what David pleads for in this Mizmore. He prays that Hashem will help him to spiritually stay on course and not succumb to, to the same fear that causes his enemies to think such dark thoughts. The psalm in itself is the antidote. He's venting. People might even know exactly who he's referring to, but he is doing it in a positive way, with prayer and humility. If instead we responded with humility instead of fear and gave the benefit of the doubt, it would look more like there was probably so much chaos, they must have assumed there was a dangerous unidentified object in the crowd and couldn't help but push forward if they could help at all. Or perhaps no one took into account the overflow of people that would come after a year of corona, etc. Also, we would realize that, as we have discussed in previous episodes, when bad things happen to good people, it is never for us to determine the reason why illness, etc. happened to someone else. We need to maintain the humility without the fear, and the only person that has the right to determine if this is something that they need to do repentance for is the person themselves that it happened to. Acknowledging that we have natural tendencies that are even dark at times in order to cope with tragedy is the first step in recognizing that the ones who need to better themselves is not the ones we are pointing our fingers at, but rather it's us who needs to do some work to be better. This is the case for any interaction in our lives. If we are ready to cast blame or judgment or anger onto someone else, it's a red flag for us that we are in reality afraid or jealous or insecure or distrusting or angry at something. And we need to get to the root cause of it so that instead of perpetuating it or causing more destruction, we can calm it down in order to react like David did, productively and humbly, in a safe way. May we be able to acknowledge our darker thoughts safely and accept them and vent them to a trusted person if needed with the intention of getting to the root cause of why we even feel such anger or jealousy or fear or distrust, etc. And have the success of working it out so that we can take better and more productive and healthy next steps. This week's episode is Le'ulei Nishmat, my dear distant relative, Nachman Daniel ben Miriam Alana, 
as well as all the other pure souls that died in this tragic event. May their neshamot have an aliyah, and may their families find comfort. Also, for a refuah shalema for all those injured physically, mentally, and spiritually from the tragic event in Meron this past weekend. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nurseNisa1, N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes, Please subscribe and share. Thank you for joining. Okay.